Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Teams were doing a good job of playing too high and taking some things away that we were doing well during the season. Thought we ran the ball more and put more effort into the run game. And then I missed a few throws early on in the season, or the middle of the season, late in the season, that could have changed the narrative about this whole thing. So just getting back to, to what we know, how we can play, and that's, that's about it. Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. Hmm. Just reading a Mike Florio piece. Will the Bills make a coaching change? Doesn't seem so. There's a press conference at 11 o'clock this morning with head coach Sean McDermott. Yeah. And Brandon Bean at 12. Belichick did have an end of season press conference, though, and they got fired, right? He left. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's not getting fired. Travis Kelsey is six catches away from tying Jerry Rice's all time NFL postseason record. Six? Six catches away. For receptions in the postseason. Yep. I saw yesterday, if I can make anyone feel a little bit better uh, in any way about Patrick Mahomes continuing to you know, exist in playoffs over and over, uh, I saw yesterday that Patrick Mahomes now has more career playoff victories than Aaron Rodgers does. That's good. Mm-hmm. Is everybody ready if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl for people to say that no one believed in them and how they were underdogs, they were counted out again? Are you ready for it? Well, we just need I you know, watched I some wa- mayor somewhere yeah. is going to say that, you know. I watched a video today of a sports anchor in Kansas City declaring that people must put respect on the name of Patrick Mahomes. Yes, the famously <laughs> consistently disrespected Patrick Mahomes, who in his, what, sixth year as a starter is routinely referred to as one of the best of ever play. And sometimes the best of ever sometimes. play. Sometimes. Yeah. People need to start respecting this guy. Yeah. All right, dude. Cool. Good times. The only le- respect left to give him is that he's better than Tom Brady. That's it, right? Yeah. And he's got to get there on Super Bowls, but maybe he will. If they will, if they win this year with this team, this version of the Chiefs, I'm going to feel like he is going to catch Brady. Yeah. 8030550. 
one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. The last caller was talking about a lot about hero ball before the break, before the top of the hour, and Alan and like we need someone to tell Alan not to play hero ball. This is one play specific, but I've been watching on the all twenty two repeatedly the final play of the game before Thir- the, before the kick before the kick third and nine. I think you see multiple, multiple indications that Josh Allen has been told or has it in his head that field goals are right here. Field goals not bad here. When he takes the snap, he has got Khalil Shakir open seven yards for a stick route. That they've they've hit a million times in the last couple weeks. Just you take the ball, you take two steps back, and you pop it right there because the guy ran forward and stopped. Seven yards. Would have got you to fourth and two. Didn't want it. Dalton Kincaid, as he's scrambling to the right. Actually, where Allen's eyes were originally, by the way, were digs. 20 yards down the field for the first down. Near the end zone. Then Allen scrambles to the right. He's staring at Dalton Kincaid, who was open for six yards. Would have got you to fourth and three. Doesn't take it. Continues to roll right. His eyes are in the end zone. Then, Josh Allen, who is the guy I said after the Dolphins-Chiefs game, he would never do what Tua did there on fourth down, like checking the throw, ball down. Throw it like, away. No, he will always exhaust all options, right? That's Allen. What does he do on third and nine for his final pass of the season? Throws it, throws it out of play. He throws it out of bounds. He, he has it in his head that field goal's okay there. That's three indications. He passed on seven yards for Shakir that would have got them to fourth and manageable. He passed on Kincaid that would have got them to fourth and manageable. He throws it out of bounds rather than forcing something. Third and nine, you're about to kick a field goal and give the ball back to the Chiefs. I want him to force something You're still there. playing to win the game. Right. I don't care if he throws an interception there. You That ball's got to be near somebody because you're probably losing the football game if you throw it away. Versus... I don't know. Hardy is in the area. Diggs is very well covered, but he is still in bounds. Try to force it. That's one spot where I wish he played hero ball. Yeah, and he didn't. And they ki- and they kicked. And even had they made it, they probably would have lost. Right, your, your last play of your season, and you are Josh Allen. You're saying like basically, if there was ever a time to try and make one last ditch to get a first down, yes, to get a touchdown, do it. That's the spot and to do he it. Threw it away. You know, there's something that where. I told you, McDermott's tone after the loss was like they just lost a Week 5 game. Uh, we're, we'll grow from it. We'll learn. And Allen said in po- yesterday, kind of weird, doesn't feel like they're out of it. You know, like he hasn't really processed that the season's over. Right. Not that really tied those two things together, but just, you know, what I thought about. Yeah. I want to give you the numbers because every once in a while I have to tell somebody there are three games here. Patrick Mahomes against the Bills in the playoffs. This is the percentile he has played at from a expected points added per play. Three times. Not just this game. This game, mm-hmm. guys, too many injuries. You got holes in the boat. You got A.J. Klein, blah, blah, blah. Okay. He played at the 96th percentile on Sunday. In the 13 seconds game, he played at the 93rd percentile. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, the AFC Championship game, he played at the 96th. There's more on all that, though. The way to do this is MVPs in the league average .3 EPA per play. Mm-hmm. You're the MVP of the league. You go .3. Mahomes in three games against the Bills has been .57, .51, .57. He 
he above d- MVP. Level. He almost doubles yeah. MVP levels against the Bills. Yeah. Superhuman, right? Levels. Superhuman. Josh against the Chiefs, twenty twenty, not good at all. Thirteen seconds game, ninety third percentile. Great, just like Mahomes, yep. toe to toe. This game this past Sunday, seventy fifth percentile. Pretty good MVP level, like a point two seven. Those are some of the fancy stat numbers. Here are some that speak to me a little bit more. And we went over these earlier in the show, and I just want to get these to you because if you're thinking, well, McDermott, you can't really put it on him. The injuries are too much, and that might be right about this game. But in their last four elimination games, that's Chiefs three times, Bengals once. Four games, they have forced six punts. <laughs> that's so bad. It's so bad. And they have one turnover. It was a goal line fumble on Sunday. It was their first turnover. Six punts. 16 touchdowns, eight field goals, six punts in their last four elimination games. And it's not all about injuries. So I've never really thought the can't win the big one because sometimes mm-hmm. we're talking about how he gets nervous and does he make the right fourth down call. What you have here is four elimination games where when you go up against the big boys, your quarterback, we all think he is one of the big boys, and he's pretty routinely putting on a show, mm-hmm. and your defense cannot do a thing to help him. Not at all. So, those numbers are... For the defensive-minded coach. Yeah. In three games against Patrick Mahomes in the postseason, they have not sacked him a single time, and they've not turned him over one time. It's incredible. And they invested all of that into the defensive line. It's, it's, a, I little, mean, it's a little bit like when Ken Dorsey said the number one thing we got to do is become a yak team, and they went from 32nd to 31st. Yeah. The Bills <laughs> draft defensive ends to get it, to get to Patrick Mahomes, and they get to him in the playoffs, and they don't sack him. Right. They don't even touch him. And they've got some good players back there. It still doesn't matter. Yeah. Steven in Florida. Good morning, Steven. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, all right. I've been thinking about this game Sunday, listening to the comments from Chris Brown and uh, from Sal, especially you guys, and Mike and the Bulldog last night. So here's what I want to say. You know, you look at this game, and you can't beat a team the caliber of Mahomes and the KC Chiefs when only half the team shows, half of the team doesn't show up, and the other half of the team has a scheme where they're not able to execute effectively. Now, here's what I mean, and this has been brought out. Okay, all week Sal was talking about his concern was with the defense, with the injuries, that Mahomes was going to pick apart the secondary in the middle. All right, that partly held true, yes. But where was the line? They weren't injured. They didn't show up. Like Chris Wood, uh, Chris uh, Brown and Eric Woods were saying during the game, uh, Mahomes is sitting in a lawn chair. They didn't touch him. They didn't put pressure on him. They didn't sack him. So he was able to do what he did. They opened up the holes in the line where Pacheco was able to run in them, and they got chunks, and yes, then Kelsey and Rice. So the defense, it's, it's really shameful that they played the way they did. Now, with the offense, I have to say this. I love Josh Allen, but I think back to the 70s. We agonized through the OJ years. That team became the OJ team. It was shallow. Yeah, he was the greatest, you know, running back in the league. 
But it was all built on O.J. Simpson, and that's why the Miami Dolphins owned us back then. This has become the Josh Allen show. Not taking away anything from Josh, but this team, the KC Chiefs with their caliber, they exposed the fact that Buffalo is a shallow team on offense. Where was Dalton Kincaid? Where was Dawson Knox? Where was Diggs? Yeah, Shakir got that touchdown, but still, Josh Allen scored two running touchdowns and then the, the throw for the TD. This has become the Josh Allen show, and you guys have brought this out. They've really got a very shallow receiving core. They need to do something about that. But the thing is, is that when you build a team around one man, one man does not a team make, and it shows when they play a team with the caliber of the KC Chiefs because in the offseason, the Bills get beat, beat. And I want to say one other thing. I got a text from a friend of mine yesterday morning saying, well, maybe next year. Sean McDermott, you guys played the press conference. And shame on Sean McDermott because instead of manning up and saying we didn't show up defensively, even with the uh, injuries, and offensively, we did not do what we should have done. Look at the last the last run where people are blaming Tyler Bass. I don't. That wasn't like uh, um, Norwood in the Super Bowl against the Giants because the thing is, is that why instead of going for a field goal and a tie, why didn't they go for the win? That's a good question and something I hope he get, it gets asked today. I would have gone for fourth and nine. And I wonder if he would have gone for fourth and four or fourth and two or fourth and seven. I would have gone for fourth and nine. And I would have, you know, I know you're not the coach. You're not paid. You know, your livelihood, blah, blah, blah. He's safe. He knows he's safe. Right. He's not going to get fired off that. It would have been just, hey, if I give that guy the ball with a minute 40 and only needing a field goal, and he's got nothing to lose because they're not losing. I can't mm-hmm. win the game unless I get the ball back. And we'd had trouble stopping him the whole game. So I felt like a 44-yard field goal was tough enough as it is. And if we stop him, then we're in overtime. I didn't like the math. I needed to get a first down to, at worst, get a field goal later on so that, okay, I'm at least guaranteeing overtime, not giving him this extra possession, and at best, getting my touchdown. I mean, it kind of got lost in the shuffle there because the game ended so quickly, but as soon as Bass came out, I felt like you could leave. This game's going to end, even if you made it. The whole stuff about, like, oh, it's wide right again, like, I'm not... I'm not even thinking about Tyler right, Bass. Right, Tyler there, Bass. We, got, we were getting nickname ideas for the game yesterday that had to do with Bass. I'm just like, that kick doesn't... The kick just, pro, almost... In most scenarios, that kick was not going to matter to the yeah. outcome of that game. Yeah, i just not even thinking about it. Like, Tyler Bass, if he plays here for five more years and leaves, like, what was his lowest moment? I won't even remember this kick that it missed. Thanks, Stephen. 803-0550-1888-552-552. Mike in Lancaster. We'll go back to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hi, uh, thanks very much for taking my call. I just wanted to say that, you know, we, the Bills lost by three points, just three points. I think we wouldn't even be having the conversation that we're having today if there wasn't, uh, if Diggs didn't drop that ball and Cook didn't drop that ball going into the end zone. And the Shapir, I think he's a great receiver. It's just the ball just didn't get to him. Um, I think we would have won the game. And I don't think that we would be putting – we really shouldn't have put um, our kicker into that position where, you know, he either made it or he didn't make it. 
So, mm-hmm. like I say, I think Josh is a great quarterback. He he runs. He does anything he can do to try to help that team win. So, I just, you know, I think the offense uh, is a really good offense. The defense has been playing all year without, like, uh, Milano, um, but John at- Miller, pardon me? Thanks, Mike. We're going to break in here. But everybody has injuries. Everybody has injuries. Teams play without players. You got to deal with it. You got to find a way. Other than your quarterback getting hurt, you got to deal with it. I mean, it stinks, but you have to find a way. And to like, I don't want to, I don't get too bogged down in, well, if Diggs had caught this ball, are we only doing that with Diggs? Because should we do it with Meikle Hardman too? If Meikle Hardman doesn't fumble into the end zone, what's the final score? The Chiefs are up 11 in the fourth quarter. That was one of three stops, or sorry, that stop was led to one of three possessions the Bills had in the fourth, and they scored zero points on those three possessions. If I had told you, here, let's, let's, let's play the game. What if I told you? What if I told you Josh Allen was going to get three cracks at taking the lead in the fourth quarter on the Chiefs? And they went over three. What would you say? You would take it. Oh, you would take uh, the three cracks. Yeah. yeah. You're going to yeah. get three chances to take the lead on the Chiefs in the fourth quarter. You'd say, yes, 100%. Lo- love it. And if I told you they didn't get any of them, what would you say? How? Right. How? One of them, they went run, run, pass, fake punt. <laughs> Tamar Hamlin got a carry. Yeah. The first run was Allen for a good chunk, and then it was back to James Cook, who couldn't do anything in the fourth quarter. Listen, you want to like, tell me the game plan worked? Run, run, pass, punt, man. Like, 12 carries for Allen. Your your entire identity as an offense was like, we got to make sure Josh is not doing too much. And then it was so clear, like five weeks into the season, if he doesn't do everything, you're screwed. I'm so glad to see so many people on the, you know, the the Bills receiver train. I'm so glad to see you all here. Like, I've been saying it's three years. I actually searched my own hashtag, which is future Bills wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I have one from 2020, C.D. Lamb's draft year. I wanted a guy on this team. I think they traded for Diggs that year, right? 2020 is the first year he's yes. here? Yes. Yeah. Okay, they trade for Diggs. But, man, I'm so glad everybody's here. It has been it's – it's a strong statement, but it's it all came home. It all, it all came to pass. Organizational negligence at the position – when you have Josh Allen, you're so bad around him that you go into a game acting like you're such an underdog. You got to pray to kill the game. So far behind on this Allen stuff, on getting him weapons. James Cook, think of him like a receiver. No, <laughs> Dalton Kincaid, think of him as a receiver. No. Just take two guys. I'd rather you take one of these receivers and tell me to think of him like a tight end. All right. <laughs> right. Think of this guy like a running back. Okay, great. Yeah, you, you, whatever. What, what's this, is he wearing a number in the teens or the 80s? Because that's what you need. You need a number in the teens. You need somebody wearing. Although running backs can wear numbers in the teens now, too. So that uh, mixes that up. Whatever. Man. Miko Hardman fumbled at the one. It's the first turnover the Bills have ever forced against the Chiefs in the postseason. It was a gift. A gift. They're going to change the rule. That's out there yeah, now. Yeah, the another, NFL's going to change the and rule. Chiefs, you got to have a rule yeah. change every time the Bills and Chiefs Next play in the Next year when that happens, you won't yeah. even get the turnover and you'll lose by double digits. Yeah. They were about to be down 11 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 
Right. If you want to play the what if game, okay, what? we're not having this conversation if Diggs makes the catch, right? We're not having this conversation, or we still are having the conversation if Mikkel Hardman gets in or doesn't fumble or they just call him down at the one-yard line or the ball fumbles out of bounds at the one. I mean, they decided to play a game that had that little margin for error. And if your thought is, well, that's what they had to do, well, then that's their fault because... They have a roster offensively that had one injury, and oh, we have to play that way. We can't play this Chiefs team like we used to offensively. We don't have the we don't have the people to be able to do it. That's their fault. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Thanks, Mike, for the phone call. We're finally here. We made it. They're going to do it. Mel Kuyper's first mock draft is out. He has the Bills taking. A- Wide receiver. All at, right. At, at Nye Mitchell, Texas. Mel like him. does not get added to the list. 6-4, fluid. Read a little bit about him. We'll see what Matt Harmon has to say about him. And what Joe Marino, the Locked On Bills podcast, Locked On NFL scouting podcast. We, sw- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Which are, you know, focused to receivers and safeties and defensive linemen as the draft and free agency free agency we're gonna be another one of those don't expect much there's not a lot of cap room i had a buddy say like what about michael pittman you know michael pittman mm-hmm. jr spot track puts his projected value at almost 23 million dollars that's gonna be a no mm-hmm. <laughs> he's great but that's it's gonna be a no all right thanks for the calls you know whatever we're 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 kicking it. We're we're killing it. We're we're invested. Day we're, two, day two. We're going to hear from Sean McDermott coming up at eleven o'clock. We'll carry that live. Brandon Bean at twelve as well on WGR. It's time to talk Sabers hockey. Let's get the inside story. Here's Sabers head coach Don Granado. The Don Granado Show is being brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. By Losi and Ganji, workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. By Roy's Plumbing, just call Roy's today. We'll take the worry away. And by Town Ford, when you think Ford, think of Town Ford. 
Now with head coach Don Granado, here's Jeremy White and Joe DiBiase. All right, good morning. We moved Don Granado from his usual Tuesday 8 o'clock spot. The Sabres are out west. They're in Anaheim for a game against the Ducks, and then they'll play the Kings as uh, they are Sabres after dark. Late games, 10 o'clock faceoff, local Jeremy and Joe. And on the Western Hotline is Sabres head coach Don Granado. Don, good morning. Good morning, guys. Snow has fallen here. What, what have you got? you got a beautiful, uh, you know, sunny day out there? I'm look, looking out at fog right now, and it was uh, rainy when we landed yesterday, so not the pretty snow we have uh, in Buffalo. All right. You might have some fans that wish they could kind of get away, move away from the, you know, the pain of the Bills' loss, but uh, either way, you guys are in Anaheim tonight. What, what, let's get some injury updates first. Jeff Skinner looks like uh, he's, he's getting close to a return. He's on the trip. I saw him walking to the plane on the, the Sabre social media. Yeah, I think he's going to be good to go tonight. We'll have a morning skate to confirm, but uh, he looked, he he did great in practice yesterday, uh, and will you know was uh, more intense yesterday. So as long as there's no issue that that flared up, uh, which we would know this morning, and um, I don't think there will be. I think he'll be uh, good good to pop back in the lineup. When it comes to, Don, looking at some of the more recent games, you're getting a lot of good play from Uka Pekalukin. And I think we've asked you about, like, what, what would you do, you know, in a hot goalie situation? It, it seems like, you know, that's happening right now. Yeah, I, I you know, it, it was tough. You guys asked me that a couple times over the last couple months. And it was, you know, I, I thought, well, my reply would be, would, would I do what everybody else would do? Uh, you know, when you have a guy that's hot, yeah, yeah you play him um and but we you know at that point we didn't have a guy that was hot one ahead of the other and, and at this point obviously uh Oopie has been excellent and when he's fresh he's uh he's been the guy that we've gone to when it comes to his kind of improvement from last year to this year like is there something that you're seeing that is specific that he's improved at is it just overall consistency because the numbers have gone up the the record is is you know in a winning column this year for him individually is there anything you're seeing last year that is different uh, to this year you know I mean you guys kind of know my confidence in him from the start and and so I, I will say and I and I say that because he gave me confidence by his daily routine a year ago uh you know the way he uh you know, the, the practice intensity, the focus, the uh, ability to learn, um, the speed of learning, you know, those were all signs that pointed to his ability to get back up after, you know, after maybe a bad game or a, or a lousy performance, his, his ability to reset. So those were attributes you could see a year ago, obviously, before we started stringing these together. And he, he had some real good spurts last year, by the way. Uh, but, but, you know, the – not like now where he's had a couple back-to-back or back-to-back shutouts, I should say. Um, but yeah, so, so my confidence in him can date back a long time ago because of his daily routine, because of his intensity, his ability to reset his competitiveness and his balance. So, um, you know, this is not a surprise, but he, you know, again, he's, um, he's still a young guy and he's going to get a lot, lot better. You know, Don, as you think about how young he is, and you've mentioned this, with all your goalies, how they don't have a lot of experience. How much of what you're doing is trying to see how they can handle uh, an increased workload, whether that's the mental side of it, the physical side of it. If there's, you know, you, you establish yourself as a true number one, if you're, if you're going to go that road, you start to get a lot more games, and that becomes part of what you're, you're kind of dealing with. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, Jeremy. I, I think a lot less about, like, how they're going to handle it, but more about, okay, they're going to have to handle it. They're going to learn to handle it. And, you know, they have some real good attributes already. Uh, we've talked a lot about Devin Levi since he signed, and, and, and we knew he has really good attributes to handle what you mentioned. Um, you know, more adversity, more challenge, more unknowns to him. Um, you, you look at, okay, he's going to go through unknowns, unknown pressure uh, now as an NHL goalie, trying to be a starter, competing at this level. Uh, his confidence will take hits like any pro athlete will. Uh, but what are the attributes that will help him rebound? And, you know, he's lined with very good attributes and, you know, so is, so is UPL. So, you know, those again are the traits. So it's not, it's not as much of, uh, you know, I put them in there to see them fail by any means. I, I just know if, if they did fail or whenever they do, like everybody does at some point, uh, they have rebound characteristics that, uh, that will force them to become better as a result of the the, the negative experience it could be. Sabres head coach Don Granado had picked you guys picked up two straight three nothing wins, then a loss to Tampa. And looking at some of the the, the plots, the charts on on what happened in that Tampa game, seemed like you got a good number of chances potentially, but not maybe not in as close as you needed. Maybe more pucks. I mean, I'll say like pucks to the net, but dirty areas, whatever, what, however you might uh, you, you might describe it. What's your your look back at how things went against Tampa over the weekend? Well, I, I will say this: you're we. I, if you're asking me, I would want way more chances than we had. Um, but the reality is, we had enough chances to win hockey game. Um, but I, I'm with you in saying that we need to create more chances. We're we're we can create more chances. Um, I thought we were a little bit tight in the offensive side of things, not as dynamic. Um, and, and that's disappointing to me uh, beyond just not scoring on the chances that we had, which would have been enough to, you know, to, to win that game outright. When you're, we've asked you, you know, a bunch of times about your style as it's gone on. And we, this is, I guess, kind of a Lucanin question too, because you're on a stretch here where you were at home and you've only given up a couple of goals in like a week and a half, Don. Um, but it's still, you know, two of the last four, and it was a it was a 500 record on the homestand. Is there any frustration for you that, you know, you're getting some of the results, I guess, defensively, but the the win streak that you guys have been chasing all year is still kind of not there? Yeah, I mean, you're. I can tell you, I, I I'm always frustrated, but you can't operate frustrated. You know, you 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 have that. You want more. You always, always want more, and 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 you know, um, I think everybody does. So, so yeah, that side of it can cause uh, frustration, especially when you look at. I think it's four games we gave up three goals, and I, I apologize, three goals and an empty net goal. So mm-hmm. three, three really regular goals in four games, and we finished two and two. Um, that's disappointing uh, on the side of we didn't we didn't score, <laughs> and you know, again, we had chances to to score we just didn't do it so um we have not uh we have not changed our system i can tell you that uh we brought attention to uh areas that we needed to improve areas that will help us as uh, you know help uh, lots of guys on our team uh we're asking them to do some things that that now they have to tap into conscious level thinking processing and, and within a within an nhl game and that would be you know defending shot lane good stick position uh, keeping plays to the outside, um, you know, positioning up rebounds, all, all those little details that help you defend better. 
uh, and sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're conscious that free flowing, uh, you know, offensive feel can, can take a hit and you play a little bit tighter because you're thinking a little bit more at some point, all the stuff we're pushing goes to the subconscious, all that, that, you know, the defending that we've seen that's been better will just fall into that automatic mode. And uh, the sooner that can happen, obviously the better, uh, and you can put more of a complete package together. Uh, but, but we have not, we have not changed our system. I can tell you that. Is, is some of that what you've just talked about, maybe some of what Dylan Cousins has dealt with this season? He, he, he gets goal the other night against Tampa, which is a nice play from Paterka out in front. Um, he's only got eight, though, on the year, Don. So like to, to what you just said, is that some of what Cousins has dealt with as well? And, and overall, like wh- how is he dealing with a season like this where there is you know such a drop in production, um, his confidence level, I guess, just in general as this season's gone on? Yeah, I can tell you he just came through an injury that's been, that had been nagging him, and he's finally feeling 100%. Uh, you know, Quinn has been back about – Jack Quinn's been back about a dozen games now uh, or a little more. And those those two were a real boost to Dylan. So I think his confidence, he's feeling much better uh, overall um, than, than maybe just prior to that. Um, and, you know, it was new territory for him. He's obviously on a long-term first – year on a long-term deal he did feel lots of pressure and lots of uh you you know he wasn't happy with his performance and um you know I had lots of talks with him he he felt he was down he was down that he wasn't doing enough and 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 then when that happens you start pressing and when you start pressing you're not yourself anymore and so I think he's he's gotten back to himself I love where he's at right now um you know again and and you watch you know, I sit sit and watch film, obviously, every day, like every coach does. And you, you watch in the plane yesterday, and you and you mark more, unfortunately, more good with these guys. That was a real good defensive play there, a real good positioning defensively there. Uh, and then again, we, but we we absolutely want more out of them offensively, and uh, I think we will uh, we will be getting that as Dylan feels much better though. Sabres head coach Don Granado. Don, thanks for getting up early with us, and uh, best of luck tonight against the Ducks. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Don Granato, his uh, appearance on WGR is brought to you by First Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth by Losi and Ganji, workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers by Town Ford. When you think of Ford, think of Town Ford. And by Roy's Plumbing, just call Roy's today. We'll take the worry away. Anaheim tonight, 10 o'clock. Kings tomorrow, 10.30. And Sharks, 4 o'clock on the 27th, which is uh, Saturday. So there you go, three-game trip, and then back home for uh, after the All-Star break against Dallas. Need a win streak yeah. to get anyone thinking about the season again, thinking in a real way. I mean, again, because they're headed, they're they're back to, you know, they're back to where they are in the standings. Where I've got Kevin Weeks on a, on his trade deadline segment, and he's going through five guys that could be available at the deadline for a buyer, and Casey Middlestat's on the list. Yeah. It's a pretty big gap. They're nine back of Tampa. They need they needed Saturday to to have anyone look at the standings. And go well, maybe you know no, well, if they beat Tampa, you'd be five back with a game in hand. You lose to Tampa, it's a four point swing. Right. They're in that final spot, nine back. Good good luck. What we're talking about is we hope they can go on a winning streak so that March becomes interesting. Worth keeping an eye on, not even really in the race yet. We're headed we're headed for March not mattering. Yeah, and Middlestad is 
I mean, we'll see. Like, this is not a question for Don because he's not the GM. But Middlestad is going to be somewhat representative of the logjam they've created for themselves. Yeah. They can't sign him because they have too many other prospects that they might want to sign and grow and block development, and they've already got a lot of guys locked up. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you do sign Middlestad. I mean, he has been their best forward all year. I know. Which is the crazy thing. Instead, he's probably just going to walk for very little. And and I think you have a good indication that he's, a, that, he's, a, he's an RFA, but still RFA. Like, but no, there's a good indication though that they could they could decide to move him because what does history tell you about this this GM and the way they operate so far? Matt, Matias Samuelson has 40 good games and they signed him to an eight year contract. Owen Power has one good year as a rookie and they signed him to a seven year contract. Dylan Cousins had wh- half a good year. Last year offensively, they signed him to a seven-year contract. Thompson had one good year, signed him to a seven-year contract. They signed everybody that's a part of their core the moment they can. And Middlestat told Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo News yesterday that they haven't even talked about contract yet. And it's been a year and a half of him being, of him being good. Like yeah. All the other guys, they, they already would have had him locked up, but Middlestat, they don't. And I'm not saying that's a problem, but... The idea of moving him for picks and prospects sounds like the worst idea imaginable to me. We we can't sign Middlestat because we don't have enough room for all our prospects and picks that are coming up. So we're going to go put more on that pile? What, what does that do? What, what good does that do for anybody? The trade you need is a hockey trade, and they have not made one like that since when? Uh, Zach Cassian for Cody Hodson. <laughs> okay. Am I wrong? <laughs> and maybe the last that might hockey be the, that trade. Might be the last I mean, time. If, unless you want to go like Nylander for Yoki Haru. Yeah, a lower. It's a or, lower. It's a lower level uh, hockey trade. A, a trade that doesn't involve picks or prospects as like the key part, like player for right, player. Right. Where the like the right there could be a fifth attached, but like the the meat of it and, is player for player. And that's not the Eichel trade. That that's a dumpers trade. Right. Even though they got talk, but no, that's, that's what I mean. Right. Well, that's right. It was a pick and talk and and Krebs. I mean, that's that's not a hockey trade. That's a that's a here have a great well, player trade I, in a perfect world. Said this to you off air. Like in a perfect world, what you want from Middlestat, if you're ever gonna move him, you want him to be the Alex Tuck in a in if in a, a copy it, of the Eichel trade, but in, in a blockbuster. It's, but it's so rare that that guy becomes available, and if that guy does become available. I don't. We don't have much to tell you that Kevin Adams is going to do that, right? No. Extendo Sports coming up. Extra point show as well. Sean McDermott at eleven. Brandon Bean at twelve. Uh, as the Bills close operations and head to the offseason. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio five fifty twenty twenty sports. Extendo Sports. All right. Got something for you here. Ready? What do we got? You, I said, know, you told me it's going to make me mad. It is a little bit because I know there's a stat that I think you and I are both ready to fire into the sun is not worth using. Okay. The Bills had a better success rate than the Chiefs did in this playoff game on offense. <sighs> it's the stupidest stat. Success rate. It's the stupidest stat. Yeah, success rate is not worth it. I Great. agree. They had a higher success rate. How do you like our bet? Joe and I have a bet. See, I, I, this is great. Uh, yeah, here we it go. Was, well, Green it was Green Bay. It was probably like week 10, week 12. When we do it? When the Bills were 6-6 six and six or something? Yeah. I picked four teams. He picked the field. I have the Niners and the Ravens left. 
you have the Lions and the Chiefs, which means, uh-huh. you know, 50-50, but mixed into that is if the Chiefs win, oh, you no. you win the bet, but you're going to be furious. I'm not. I don't even want to win the bet. You're going to feel point. horrible no. about it. I'll, I'll want to. Can I look for? Can I look for a cash out if the Chiefs win the AFC Championship? If it's Chiefs versus Niners, can I look? Can I get a cash out? I don't want. I want to root for the Chiefs. I know. There's no way. I'd want to root. For, I'd want to root for the Chiefs. The There's, only what, what what would be the defense of rooting for the Chiefs? Just because you don't want anybody else to win one before the Bills, so might as well give the team that's already won a bunch of them yeah. another one. Listen, we'll see if Mahomes has magic right now. Kansas City's really feeling themselves. They're about to play a Ravens defense that is awesome. Yeah, and not completely I, broken apart. They've played so back to back games. They played the Bills backup linebackers and they played the Dolphins backup linebackers and in this game they get Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen yeah which are arguably the two best linebackers they might be the best linebacker duo in football if it's not them it's the Niners with uh, Greenlaw and uh, Warner so they might go you know to win the Super Bowl they might have to go through the two best linebacker duos in the league after playing two backup duos meanwhile numbers are in for Bill's Chiefs the rating averaged 50 million viewers Mm-hmm. That is the most watched divisional playoff game ever. So everybody saw it. Sweet. Yep. Okay, coming up, uh, Sean McDermott. Carry him live, 11 o'clock. Brandon Bean speaks at 12. Stay tuned to WGR, of course. Keep it locked. And uh, Extra Point rolls on. We'll be back tomorrow. Sabres, Ducks. Sabres, Ducks. Sabres, Ducks. You know. Let's... Uh... Let's go. To remember some ducks. <laughs> let's get another. Let's get Belichick hired by tomorrow, huh? Ilya Labushkin revenge game. Uh, where, where are all these coaches, you know, to get hired? I mean, I guess we got one, right? Brian Callahan. But what about the big guys? Where's uh Harbaugh? Yeah, Be- Harbaugh, Belichick, Vrabel, Ben Johnson still coaching. Bobby's yeah. where's Bobby Slowick? Let's go. Those other three though are the like, the real three I'm waiting for. What what's happening there? No. Harbaugh, Belichick, and Vrabel. Can these teams not decide which big guy they want to go for? Harbaugh, I saw, by the way, he is telling Michigan, this is all you need to know about Jim Harbaugh, the fraud. He said to Michigan, I guess, reportedly, the only way I'm coming back to Michigan and not the NFL is if you give me 100% ironclad immunity to any investigation that pops up in the future. I'd like to do crimes in peace. Basically. That's exactly what he's asking for. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to break the law, and you're not allowed to punish me for it. Hmm. This guy. Also, there was a report two months ago that the NFL was not going to be a safe haven for him, and that if he were to go to the NFL, they would consider suspending him if the NCAA found him guilty. So, hmm. maybe that's what teams are trying to figure out. Are they going to hire him, and then he gets suspended for three games? I mean, I don't know if the NFL will follow through on that. But where do I want him? Harbaugh? You, I mean, you might want to talk I want about, him to go somewhere that it'll fail. Yeah, you. I don't want him on the Chargers. That's where you don't want I would say that's I, where you should not want him. You I don't want him on the Chargers. You should not want him on the Chargers. No. Um, uh, the last thing I need is the also, you know, depending on who becomes their coach. I don't need the Chargers becoming good. Right. Extra point show coming up on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.